Hello, hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of Business Handmade, the one where Kim plays with a toy cell phone trying to get the rings on I'm the poles a, I'm doing a water ring by toss. using the water <sighs> pressure of the buttons. I have three rings left. Hold on. It's Keep the going. only thing she can do in this pandemic. Stop saying the P word. The crisis pandemic. Ooh, yes. It's like a non-video game video game, you know? It's like back before, back in my day, we played water. Oh. An analog video game. It is. We just got off the phone uh, speaking with Andrew of Little Batch Candle Company, and we learned a lot. We really did, actually. And I feel like every time we talk to Andrew, we learn a lot about him. He's just such a genuine person. Yes. And um, he's he's just like not a not a character. Like, I feel like that's the wrong way to explain who he is and how he is. But he's so true to himself and his own personality and his business that you just can't help but love him. He's just such a great, warm soul. And when he talks about his learning process as a business owner, like, you feel that. You feel the transition through time, the learning process with him, and how he's kind of perfected who he is and what he is. I felt like I was right there when he was talking about his beginnings. And every time that we see... (laughs) <laughs> Every time we see Andrew, we end up having good conversations. I remember at Oktoberfest when we met him, we were talking um, quite a while. But then at Montclair, uh, one of our first yes. Montclair markets, we actually stepped inside the brewery, had a beer together, and just sat down at the table and talked about things. And it was just great because he gets along with everybody. He always he does. connects on a level that makes you know the person feel good. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, he's... And he's just so full of personality. He's an actor. Um, so I think, not like he's not genuine. I think he, that feels almost like an oxymoron. Like he's an actor. No, he's he genuine. knows how to connect with people. He does. He does. I think he knows. He knows. That he can read his audience and he knows how he should be around certain people. And I think hopefully he gets with us that he doesn't need to be any certain way. And he can really just be himself and be warm. And, and we really connect on conversation. We connect on his candles. We connect on like acting because of my past when I was in high school. We won't really get into it on the podcast, but you know, just like funny things, um, little like connections. You know, I think it's such a small world when you think about it. And he's really just one of those people that makes you feel connected and makes you feel like home. And even yeah. what he was saying with like his product when he travels, he'll bring candles with him because he wants to make every place feel like home. And he's just that for me. Yeah, maybe that sounds cheesy. Agreed. He's great. He's a great person. He has a really good handle on his business. He talks about the very real struggle of thinking you need to be a certain way as a business owner, but kind of realizing that you don't. You don't have to oversell yourself. You don't have to underestimate yourself. And sometimes your work speaks for itself and you don't have to do anything to be kitschy or draw people in based on what your perception of what people want is but you also have to go through some of the learning curve uh and to know that right to know that yeah exactly um so another thing that we probably should talk about is what's going on in the world oh it's really draining you know i was talking to my best friend today and we were saying how it's weird because we're all stuck at home but at the same time at the end of the day we just feel exhausted and And, you know, so it's not like you're doing a ton, like going to work. Well, I mean, we are. We're working and a lot of us are moonlighting as teachers now because our kids are home. Or maybe we're moonlighting as the dog walker because the dog walker can't come. Or the housekeeper because 
we can't, you know, you're just cut off from society. And Or maybe think, we're people that don't have the option to work from home and our businesses are closed yeah, and we're just finding just ways to deal with it's that situation. It's emotionally draining. It's, it's a lot to deal with and we're all kind of just rolling with it as it goes because there's no right answer. Right. And that's where I was going to go with that. It was just that every day we're being fed like all of the the hysteria basically and the uncertainty and just not really sure how to process things and I think it's it's really hard to kind of focus on what the bigger picture is um that maybe there is some learning to happen out of all of this that'll come of all of this and a shift in perspective and maybe our values and what our priorities are I think we're going to realize like what really is important and we're going to be able to be more flexible and a lot of people are able to work from home. Obviously, there are plenty of people on, on the front lines that are not able to work from home and I'm eternally grateful to those people because I just, I think that they're doing a tremendous job of keeping the rest of society afloat. But um, I just think that there's just going to be a change. You know, I've, I've taken so many calls this week where people have had their kids on their lap or you know, you've seen video calls with people with, that have their kids home and we've all kind of just been rolling with it. We're doing the absolute best we can. And it's I a think new normal. It is a new normal. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to do things quickly and to just, it, it really is. We put such a tremendous amount of stress on time that now we sort of have more time, but it's a different sense of more time where it's like, yeah, we have time, but within that time, we're now fu functioning as the parent, the teacher, the dog walker, the whatever, whatever it is, the business owner, whatever you're functioning as, you're kind of cramming all those roles into a single eight-hour day, and you're realizing that a lot of stuff is kind of falling through the cracks, but maybe that's okay. Maybe we, as a society, don't need to be so obsessed with every perfect detail. And it's okay that maybe the sink is full of dishes and the laundry hasn't been done, um, as long as you're kind of like keeping the lights on and just doing the best so, uh, that you can with the, the situation we're dealt with. And to be very honest, there's a lot of negative going on with this coronavirus in the world, but I hope that there could be a lot of positive that can come from it. Um, just learning that more people can work remotely and learning that, you know, in Italy, I saw that the, the waterways are more clear than they've ever been. And just like things that we didn't have a chance to step back and look out before, mm -hmm. maybe we can draw some positive to the negative that we're in right now. Maybe it's like less of a carbon footprint or, or maybe just we're... being knowledgeable about what's going on in the world and yeah. taking that breath that we probably haven't taken in a long time. But also maybe giving credit where credit is due to the people who really truly are the oh, ones that 100%. can't work from home. 100%. You know, and I think we're so quick to say, well, if I was the teacher, I would do X, Y, or Z. But now that we are the teachers you know, it's, it's a little different. It's trying to juggle your regular job plus being the teacher, or, you know, maybe you've had opinions about homeschooling, but now you're there, you're doing homeschooling. Um, I think it's just going to be a better sense of appreciation for everyone. Everyone is just doing the best they can with what they have on any given day. Mm -hmm. And our markets, we, we actually had to reschedule our March 29th market at Lone Eagle to October. So it's things that are affecting a lot of people, but it's affecting our business as well. Um, and we'll have to just be aware and be flexible as things pop up. Um, we want to try and figure ways to highlight the makers that we're working with that maybe isn't in person anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe there are more remote ways to make sure that we are 
featuring people and giving them benefits that they're missing out on. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely suffering because you're not able to do in-person markets. And I think people feel that kind of that they're closing up their wallets pretty tightly because who knows? It's very uncertain. Stocks are down. Um, Even some online people are sales. Not, yeah. Are yeah really online tough. sales are suffering because people aren't getting the same paycheck and there's talk of economic stimulus packages and things but it's all it's all talk right now until you physically have that money and I think people are right now weighing like do I buy groceries or pay my mortgage it's like kind of crazy so we don't want to put pressure on people to feel like they need to come out to a market or like they've lost a booth fee by not refunding them so we're either rescheduling we're rescheduling but if you can't make the rescheduled date of course we're refunding and we're just doing our best to work with people but in the meantime because now we're not going to be at an in-person market. We want to sort of leverage the platform that we do have, um, you know, because we've built our platform of people who like what we do. We want to be able to make that work in your favor. So if you have ideas, let us know. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, people have suggested things to us and I kind of want to minimize product shifting hands or added expenses with shipping because I think, People are really feeling that kind of crunch right now. So maybe that's not the best way to do it. I don't know. I am I think we're open to ideas, but we want to be able to do something. How can we serve you? Basically, as you being our network, what is the best way that we can help you? How can we serve you? And how can we make it just like, even if it's a little more enjoyable, maybe it's not necessarily more profit, although I'd love for you to make a ton of money by whatever it is that we do, how can it be something that is joyous and makes you feel like a valued member of a community? So is that through us featuring you? Is that through us offering some sort of sale, a virtual sale? I don't really know what that looks like, but we're open to suggestions. We're here for you. And if none of that makes sense, or if you just want to talk to someone, we're also here for that too. Yeah, we love all the emails and DMs we get and we answer every single message we receive. So if you have an idea, if you just want to talk, um, please, by all means, contact us. But anyway, listen to our awesome interview with Andrew of Little Batch Candle Co. Light a candle while you're listening to it because that's what we, we did when we were talking to him. Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, we, we asked him some serious business questions because he is such a lighthearted person and sometimes the the facts of business can be boring and hard to get through and hard to digest but when you talk to someone who can put a lighthearted spin on it sometimes it's a little bit easier to understand and a little easier to digest exactly so enjoy hi andrew how are you i'm good how are you Good, good. We have Andrew joining us today from Little Batch Candle Company. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Andrew Creep, which you probably actually didn't know that's how you pronounce my last name. Um, we did it. <laughs> because I rarely say it because people guffaw and it's a weird thing. But um, <laughs> so it's uh, actually how you pronounce my last name. Uh, I'm Andrew Creep, and I'm the owner and maker of Little Batch Candle Co. Very nice. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Us. So Kevin and I met you, what, two years ago? I want to say it was two years, right? It was two October Fest. Yes. Two October Fest ago. And I feel like even though, you know, we walked around, we did our thing, we said hello to you. My lasting impression is that you had to use the bathroom. (laughs) It's literally, it's still one of my favorite stories. So we just had to watch your car, your things, and you rented the bathroom. And 
Um, just as I've gotten to know you, you, of course, you know, we take the time to look at people's pictures and do the best at like kind of figuring out the ends and the, you know, behind the scenes of their business and if it meshes with us and, but we don't truly get to know the maker until we've spent some time with you. And Oktoberfest is kind of a bigger event. So we didn't have as much time to spend with you, but since then we've spent time with you. We've laughed with you. We think you're absolutely fantastic and you just have such a really cool brand so I'm asking you some of the hard questions today because I feel like you're a good person to ask and you'll be honest and, and you'll put some fun spins on the more serious. <laughs> totally. I mean, I was introduced as the guy that went to the bathroom. So like, it's, <laughs> these are going to be the tough questions. And we just told you we weren't going to put you under pressure, but that sounded like a lot of pressure. <laughs> it was the opposite of pressure because it was an Oktoberfest and everyone was drinking and it was well, but it was I, a, the thing is, I worked the booth by myself and I wasn't in the area where I could drink. So I know I didn't, even, you didn't, I didn't drink. even get to have a beer, but working events by yourself for an eight hour event <laughs> and you don't feel like yeah. you can leave your booth. And I didn't know you two and you two were so sweet to come by all the time. Uh, and offer water and and ask if you could take over my booth if I needed anything and I didn't know you so I was like I'm great I'm great <laughs> You're like, and literally at the end I was like well I'm just gonna put my car here on the corner because I, do, I have a 45 minute drive home so <laughs> no it's so funny but you know what I remember seeing your your booth then and it just stands out in my mind I remember like little grass patches and I remember of course your branding is super clean and everything just looks really cool like your display is awesome and as we're as we're chatting now we are currently burning the Don Juan candle which smells like a cologne but not like an overpowering cologne like you have really narrowed down the way this scent should be without feeling overpowering or feeling like ew someone's like overdone their cologne it's like a, a really clean and masculine smell and I just love it it's amazing thank you so much you're welcome anyway it's one of my favorites we should get to <laughs> people are like all right guys like, we, we know he goes um, to the bathroom but what's the nitty-gritty but really what does he do um so a, a large part of the business planning process is what you want to look like as a business and business owner how did you decide what you would make and how you would deliver that to your customers? Yeah, um, it's super interesting. I know it's different for everyone. Um, how I decided what I would make was not really a conscious choice. I just, um, I, by trade, uh, I am a musical theater actor. So that's what my entire background is. That's what I have my bachelor's in. Uh, so I've always done theater. And uh, I have done numerous national tours and I was on unemployment from a national tour. And um, I knew that there was a big snowstorm coming up and uh, I had an online cart of Bath and Body Works candles, which were very costly at the time. And I was like, why am I spending so much money on that? And I needed something to do with my hands. And so I bought a candle making kit and uh, I kind of realized that it was a, different kind of creativity other than acting um i didn't have to be the face of it and i started making them as gifts and uh kind of grew from there and it was totally a passion project uh, i love um how personal scents are and how they speak something different to someone else um and so how i decided what i would make totally came out of circumstance 
uh, <laughs> how I started bringing that to customers was also, you know, I, I feel like all of the vendors have different journeys. Um, mm-hmm. I, of course, joined Etsy because that's kind of what you do when you start making things, I feel like. That's kind of the first kind of graduation is you, you know, right. you, you kind of yeah. do the Etsy step just to kind of put your your toe in the water. <laughs> just, Feelers are out there. Yeah, just to see kind of what your product is like and how, you know, what the price points of other products are and all of that stuff. Um, and then I started doing face-to-face markets, which I started uh, when I was in Jersey City and I used to just rent an Uber with all of my stuff. That's so crazy. To oh me. my gosh. And the Uber drivers just, I mean, their faces were, <laughs> they were so mad. And I was like, just hold here for five minutes. Cause I'm, I, I lived on the third floor in Jersey city. I was like, I'm going to wow. be up and down just a few more times. Just hold on. <laughs> and literally the market, I'm not, I'm not lying. was three blocks away. Um, but I had so many supplies cause I just, I, right. I didn't have an education on what markets were like then or anything like that. Um, loading a 10 by 10 tent <laughs> to an Uber. To an Uber. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, if you could just move the passenger seat up just a little bit, that'd be great. Um, and so. And you're like, no, 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 just get out. Just oh get out. my gosh. And the amount of times I would have things on the curb and have Uber drivers show up and say, nah, and move on. Really? Yeah, well, be, I really? mean, if it was my business and I showed up and someone wanted to load all that stuff in my car, I'd be like, uh, don't think so, dude. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. And then, um, you know, that was uh, years ago now, but I've kind of figured out the formula um, for at least for markets. Uh, although now I finally moved out of Jersey city. I have my own car. So I'm not spending, you know, crazy money on uh, car rentals. Which the car that I rented to come to Hackettstown was totally a rental. So I just left that rental car like running. <laughs> you totally trusted us. I, well, I trusted anyone like, like, I at that time. I trusted anyone. You're like, I can't trust them enough to go pee and leave like my cash box. But I will leave this rental car fully loaded with all of Because that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I feel like uh, what I what I decided to make wasn't even really a decision. Um, it just kind of happened organically and kind of the same with how to bring it to consumers. Um, now I do in-person, uh, markets and in stores and online. So it's a, it's a weird thing how it happened, but I'm super grateful for it. And I love the outlets. It makes me so happy. It's still such a passion project of mine. And that's really clear. I think that's something that I love so much about every time I see you and every time I talk to you. I don't feel like you've lost any interest in what you do. And I could talk to you about the same candle every time. And I probably do because I think I have like two favorites. And I probably talk to you about those two favorites. <laughs> and I would talk about them you. every time you came over. So <laughs> we do. We do. But you still like, you're, jeez, coming so loud. And so um, but you still like, you're still able to comment on it and just kind of, vibe off of that like excitement that I have for your product and and you don't seem like you lost any interest or like it's not like oh yeah old news you're as excited every time I talk to you to talk about your product and Mm -hmm. I think that's so important for selling and for kind of building your brand and figuring out ways to really present yourself as that business owner because so much of businesses you know I, I talk about it over and over again but like being on Instagram being an influencer being any kind of 
presence in today's retail and social media, people want to buy into what you have and the way you present something. And I think that's so apparent with you and the way you present your business that people are like, wow, he has something really cool and I want that. And I think that's what makes a really successful business. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's separate things to think of selling a product and then also to be thrilled about what you actually have. Yeah. And like, I am, I just get such a kick out of when, when someone has like a visceral reaction to one of my fragrances or something, uh, because it's so, it, it's so cool for me still. And I don't, I truly don't think I'll ever really get over it, how people connect to random things, you know, and, and in different ways. And I mean, I even love when people come up and they're like, oof, no. And then they'll find one, and, and, but then watch <laughs> them go down the line and they're like, oh, this one's great. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool that you didn't like that one. But, you know, like not knowing the you fragrance, it's like, you know, very similar to the one that you like. But there's one note that's different. I think it's so intriguing, especially with fragrances and candles and things like that, um, mm -hmm. because to get people in the like in your tent and sm actively smelling things, that's what really makes me excited because it's it can be an active thing like it's so easy as you're walking through festivals to be like oh, i don't even you know I don't, I don't even want to look at that or like no i'm not in the mood for that but to get people engaged it gets me really yeah. excited because then you get feedback and there is nothing like honest market feedback like <laughs> especially when they when Blah. they don't know that <laughs> you are the the sole maker <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah i never even really thought of that but I was thinking like fragrance is really kind of fun because everyone has a different palette for that. And I feel like people don't necessarily realize, I don't know, like it's just, you don't think about it. You don't think about how like what one person would really love another person might hate. And I've also just never really thought about people approaching you, but not thinking of you as the maker, maybe just thinking of you as an employee and how it's kind of funny that you could probably get a lot of really honest feedback from that i feel like people are more honest with scents than they are with like let's say jewelry you can't when... change the look of your face right when you well when somebody is when somebody is like oh yeah well that's nice you know I, that that's fine it's just not for me when you're smelling something and you don't like it most people will like well know. it's like tasting something oh, totally. you know if it tastes too strong it's like Bleh. and it's always that person who puts their nose like the farthest into the candle and they're like whoa you know it's like <laughs> it's like they just got punched in the face and i'm like i'm sorry i i think it's great <laughs> it's like, you're like you have to buy that now. Yeah, definitely. On but the it's way. always that one person, and you're like, well, you shouldn't have gone that far in. <laughs> uh, so funny. So, how did you find your niche in the maker realm? Um, it took a while. I, um, I mean, I and I thank you so much for saying that my look is so clean now because it totally did not used to be. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I especially coming from the performance realm, which I'm steadily leading out of now because I just want a much more stable life than picking up and moving all the time. Um, mm. I, I'm so used to selling like myself in the audition room and you get like 30 yeah. seconds in front of, you know, a table of 10 people. If you don't impress it in an instant, it's like no good. And um, so I, when I first started, I was like, oh, I've got to be quirky. You're like, uh, my candles have to be like funny and sassy um, because I that's kind of what I did in the audition room. I'm like a I'm mm -hmm. a character actor. So I'm used to like, 
you know, banding yeah, out. Yeah, like da 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 da. Like I'm very used to that. <laughs> um, and so that that really reflected in my product in the beginning. And uh, I also feel like I didn't know the distinction in my my brain or how to come across like what is handmade versus homemade. And mm-hmm. I feel like like everyone at the beginning thought that my candles were like salsas and honeys um, mm. because of, of my label and how I was presenting it. And it was totally not um, really accessible. It was kind of very closed off um, and not very inviting. And so it's kind of like this closed jar of honey that you can't sample because then you have to buy it. And so um it just, it, it was a completely different look. I used to go and buy um, everything from the dollar store and make little scenes with my candles, like on Instagram. If you if you go back and look, like oh, Coastal yeah. Bed and Breakfast used to be like colored a cerulean blue. And there was a little dollhouse furniture with a little picture frame that I put curtains on. And I was like, oh, that's how I have to sell this. <laughs> and to, until that. I realized that like, I don't need to be, kitschy that the fragrances are strong in their own and people will buy them not because I'm an actor who's like you know I have a a business where I've made funny candles because that's all I know how to do in my in my other career um I uh, but it speaks for itself it's it's very clean looking they all look very similar and you're letting the sense do the song. yeah and it was a it just I, I kind of switch the, the you know the script one day and realized oh i think that they'll be okay on their own like i don't need to create a scene for every candle because yeah. you like could you imagine if you came by my tent and there was just a dollhouse with like candles in it you know <laughs> like um and for me that's kind of i started to find my niche based on the fragrances i lead kind of fragrance forward that i i I like them to speak for themselves even though they do have names that that are pretty clear um but because i have the look that i have i'm not doing um a lot of other label work and stuff like that which i love about other candle companies um i just kind of lead fragrance forward and kind of let them speak for themselves. So I think I finally started to find that niche uh, or niche um, instead of like having to be quirky because I was totally forcing it um, only because that's what I was used to. And so I'm super glad that I started to to develop the sense that kind of spoke for themselves. Definitely, definitely. And that was going to be one of my offshoot questions is do you look at what the other candle makers are doing in your scene or do you kind of want to be a little bit separate and and be true to what your branding is um yeah i mean i uh yes and no i guess um it's a tough question i mean it's it's hard to ignore people around you but then do you do you look too far into others no so i totally don't look too far only because i don't have time although now i have an abundance of time with what's going on um so talk to me tomorrow but um uh, especially i mean i will say for uh you know markets and things because i generally work by myself because i'm kind of a one-man band um i literally have the the bass drum on my back and i'm like walking around um I, i don't get to see a lot of what's at the markets that i work so unfortunately i can't uh and maybe fortunately, I don't know, I can't do a lot of direct comparison, um, but I will sometimes look around online. I don't know, not really. 
I, I'm so I'm so proud of what I do um, that I don't know. I don't really compare a lot. And I also am kind of a, I don't know, positive poly in that, like, if it works for someone else, like, I, I want them to keep doing that. And I'm not going to switch just because someone else is doing right. something. Right. You know, like, uh, there is totally, I think it's crazy, but I, there is room for everyone you know, in this small maker world, because <laughs> we, we yeah, all do the I same thing, but different, you're... you know, and if we, if we're all in our own lanes and we kind of, you know, work together, I don't know. It's such, it's so hard. No, yeah. I think, I think that's true, but you also have that confidence to be able to look at someone else's thing and say, Hey, good for them. This is what I'm doing. And, and yours is different because of that. Totally. I mean, we all, like I said, we all do different things. Uh, I'm, so happy with what I do and it's taken you know a bit of of figuring out to do it so it does make me happy I don't think if if I wasn't happy then I would probably be trolling online which I'm totally not um because I a don't have the time and b I just want everyone else to be happy so I don't want to copy anyone else and if anyone copies me it's like I don't I'll see you in court well no it's it's so hard because I you'd have to really like buy a lot of my candles and figure out it take a lot of time so <laughs> right because it's not like they could just copy like your label because like we were just saying your label is pretty consistent across all of the candles you don't change that it's the scent you're letting the scent do the talking so they would have to I mean, be like sticking a cat. You'd have to have like spy cameras in your house or something for them to know. <laughs> Which no one wants to see that. Exact so. formula. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's come. It's come by so organically from you. That's why I was asking the question. Is you know, it it really was an organic thing for you making the candles and then selling the candles to customers. That I think that it still holds true. You know, years later, that you're kind of doing your own thing. It's worked for you. You've made some modifications over the years. Um, but it still is a real, really organic process. Yeah. And I, I, I'm so glad that it comes across because it's, it's important for me because I feel proud of it and I want it to, you know, I, I want it to look good. And I want it, I also, you know, back when I was doing them and they, and they looked a little differently than they do now. Um, it's just people didn't pick them up as much. And now it's so easy because they're good gifts or they can be, they don't have to be, you know, like a lot of people were only burning them in their kitchens. I only got kitchen photos. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is. I wonder if people like coordinate the color of their candles. Well, totally. Like, the decor. Yeah. When I was doing colored candles, I would have, oh, and the stories out of the markets when I was doing colored candles, people were like, why is this blue? I was like, well, I. I, I I think I it's know, blue, it's like because like, <laughs> it's called Surfer Dude, so <laughs> that's why I made it blue. I mean, Don Juan, what you have right now used to be yeah. if you had an original Don Juan, which I think I still have one here. I used to, would it be brown? Well, no. So it was jet black, but poured in three layers oh. with a uh, the original Don Juan was what one two, three, four, five layers, and it was okay. jet black on the bottom, and then in the middle there was a strip of red then yellow then red and then jet black on the top i'd be less inclined to buy i know i know right and then it's like the main reason why i changed the colors is because the very first store that i went into they put them in the window and because of the sun melting constantly melting the candles and then hardening them again all the colors were doing like funky things and um they were like what's going on i was like well are they in the window (laughs) 
And uh, so I quickly just got rid of that. Um, it also is, you know, eliminating a cost and eliminating yeah. a lot of variables that can go wrong in there and time. Um, I think it also kind of speaks to like the way people shop now, the products they buy with things being like less preservatives and, and less additives and not the artificial coloring. Not that that's necessarily the same for candles. I mean, maybe, but you know, it's just kind of pure. I think people want pure and that's, it's totally the vibe that I get with your candles. And it's, it's something that's so beautiful. You could put in a gift box. If you haven't seen Andrew's candles, I'm, I'm doing an aside. If you haven't seen in Andrew's candles, like you really have to look at them because it's something that's so, it's so clean and, and something that could go with anything. So if you are the person that matches it to your decor, it would go with anything. It's just, and it's, none of them have colors in them. They're just all white candles. So truly it is the scent. And every time you open the candle, it's a surprise. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think that simplicity is key, which is funny. Cause when I started off, like I said, I was literally going crazy with creating little scenes for my candles, you know, you're like, should a man pop out of the middle of this Don Juan Oh my candle? gosh. I used to do little <laughs> videos of them. I had a quiz show once. I did a quiz show with the candles. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and so much effort went into it. And it took me like six hours to edit and like eight hours just to film it oh on my, my iPhone. And I think I've deleted it now because it's like, why? <laughs> but um, I, I really think the simplicity is key, at least with my brand. I won't speak to others, but um, with my brand, I just, I think neutral is like, is is um very important for for what i think of with my candles i'd like them to, to go to anyone and anywhere really you know yeah. yeah and i kind of i mean maybe it's just because when we met you you lived in jersey city but i really do kind of affiliate this sort of city vibe with you yeah. and so i think your candle brand is kind of a city vibe yeah i and that's quite frankly where i still do you know i still operate mostly out of jersey city hoboken um mm -hmm. and manhattan now now i i started offering candle classes so look at you yeah which is crazy um and so i'm i'm very thankful for uh people in manhattan who have given me basically the ability to do it and to buy the supplies um even though this month all of them are canceled um right oh, it's but <laughs> Well, you know, all in the same boat. We're all doing the same People thing. People are going to be so excited to do candle classes after this coronavirus thing is done, oh, though. Oh, totally. Honestly, <laughs> we just need to adhere to the rules and stay inside. Maybe we can take virtual candle classes. I know. I've already started to look into it. It's just... Really? It's so... It's tough um, only to get the supplies out to everyone is, yeah. the, is the thing. But right. um, I'm hoping that, you know, after all this ends, uh, everyone's going to figure out <laughs> what their lives are and then we'll all pick up from there um but yeah. the candle classes are so hilarious i've done everything from 50th birthday parties in people's homes like all the way up to uh, times square in Mal in manhattan so it's um it's very funny very funny <laughs> i feel like it's a good time yeah well and it's it's part of my personality it's uh, i love candle making and i love talking to people so it's like why not connect the two and really reach out and and um it's cool because people get to create one a candle that they will no one else have ever has in the world, you know, because it's their own it's their yeah. own creation. So exactly. And that goes hand in hand with our next question about partnership. You recently partnered with another maker in our community. Can you talk about how that went? Oh, yes. I truly think that collaboration is like the best thing that a small business can do. 
Um, I absolutely love it. It's like my favorite word. It's in every single email that I send out. Um, we have to agree with you there. Yeah, it's like, well, also, how are you going to learn? You know, like, uh, especially right. for me, like I said, one man band, it's like, I, I have to collaborate with other people to learn and to challenge myself and to extend. And um, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So yeah, I worked with Louise and um, she's amazing. Uh, I met her at Westfield. So let's backtrack. Tell us who Louise is and what your collaboration yes. was. So uh, she owns Textile Trolley. And um, so the collaboration, I had this idea. Um, the other thing about my brand is kind of everything, it, it kind of stems out of necessity, I feel like, or out of my own personal need. Um, but mm -hmm. as uh, I traveled so much, when I first started Little Batch, I went on a national tour and I think I brought eight candles, eight full-size candles with me. Um, and I had one suitcase. And it was literally like 12 pounds of my suitcase. <laughs> but it was a need. And I was like, listen, I, I love what I do. I am leaving uh, my business for three months to do this holiday tour. It's like, I got to take a little bit of home with me. Um, yeah. And I, I use them all. But it was just crazy. And then I had empty jars. I was like, what am I doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> but I'm such a nester that wherever I go, I just like to, you know, create that little bit of home and bring it with me. Um, and so I collaborated with Louise to do these travel totes, um, which is basically condensing all of my fragrances into travel necessities that are under four ounces so you can take them with you. And she made these amazing waterproof bags. Um, we made just uh, a collection of 10 of them to start off. And the cool thing is it's going to be a limited time collaboration every time we do it because the fabric is always going to change. Right. Um, so it's really kind of a collector's item to, um, and so the travel tote is uh, a small travel candle. Uh, it is a hand, a foaming hand soap. Um, and it is a, a room spray and everything only has three ingredients. So like the room spray is uh, distilled water, uh, witch hazel and my fragrance. And the hand soap is Castile soap, distilled water and my fragrance. Um, and so it's super, you know, once again, it's like simple. It's not colored. Um, you can see right through it. There's no additives. And it all kind of stemmed from necessity and like now I carry them with me everywhere. So I never have to use pink soap wherever you go. You never have to use <laughs> pink soap. I hate pink soap. Um, <laughs> and it's like you get to pick uh, your fragrances from my line. Everything's available in there. Um, so it's totally customizable too. Yeah. And she is so great. Um, and like I said, I met her at Westfield. Um, yeah. So I met her through you. Louise. Louise has been... <laughs> Louise has been working with us for a number of years too. And for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know textile trolley, um, Louise makes um, baby bibs, travel bags, baby blankets, like anything, any kind of textile you can imagine. I mean, she, she even made um, like hair ties with little buttons on them that my older daughter has my older daughter. I only have one daughter. Um, <laughs> my, I meant I was thinking of my older child, but you know, because Noah also has a baby blanket from her and bibs, but her vibe too is, is kind of a city vibe. Mm -hmm. I think he has like the New York skyline yeah. bib and um, food trucks. The food trucks mm -hmm. food truck oh, amazing. Yeah. So her, her stuff, it's, it's like cute. And some of them are like a little bit themed, but, 
or yeah, they are themed, but they're also kind of clean. Like she has like hipster beards and beer bottle bibs and funny things, but it still kind of plays into that like clean city vibe. I don't know how to explain no, the, it. the way that her textiles are uh, sewn and the way that she packages everything is also very clean. And it makes complete sense that you guys are partnering because I could see it going hand in hand. Yeah. I feel like she, we both do handmade goods, but they're, they're, on the higher end, I feel like, um, mm-hmm. not saying like, you know, my candles aren't luxurious really, but uh, I mean, I'm not charging 60 bucks for them, but, <laughs> but um, I do think it's they, attainable luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that they're, um, they speak for themselves too. I, I love what she does that there's such an age uh, bracket that she fills from, right. you know, from toddlers all the way up to adults. And uh, the way she does it is so smart. Um, I think she's an amazing businesswoman and a great collaborator. And um, we had a great time on it. And so I'm hoping um, after this is all over, people will be buying some more things. And um, I, like I said, it came out of necessity kind of for me. And I think it makes sense. Um, And I love the collaboration. Like that's, I, with uh, almost every, almost every single one of my stores, I think all but one or two, um, I've actually made custom sense for. Um, and so, and th- that's what I love. I love doing the, the custom work because then you really get to, that's where you get to really surprise people by, they can give you, oh, I want it to smell like this. And then you come back with uh, what I've made and they're like, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? Like it's- That's exactly what I had. In yeah, mind. it's like I, I'm going into a barber shop um, in Fairlawn next month and they wanted to do a barbershop scent and I um, made it smell like uh, talcum and vetiver and a little bit of cedar wood and it's like super cool and I would never have come up with that if not for the inspiration and I think that's where a collaboration what's the name of that candle sorry what's the name of that Uh, it's gonna be called Flynn's because it's after the barbershop Flynn's yeah Flynn's barbershop nice yeah so it's like I uh, I think that inspiration that's where I get a lot of my inspirations is through collaboration. Cause I, my brain can only come up with so many things. So, <laughs> so I, I really do love um, working with other people, especially other, you know, small businesses and, and startups. Cause that's what I am. So. Cool. So when you do all these collaborations and the way you're reaching out between partnerships with other makers or selling your product in a, in a store or, you know, whatever it is, how do you navigate drafting the policies for your business to make your business model clear? This is a hard question. I feel it like. totally is. Um, <laughs> especially for me. I don't know about for anyone else. Um, because I come from such a state of, you know, I get very happy when people want to include me in their collaborations or their businesses. Um, I tend to come from a state of yes. Um, but navigating kind of the years uh, since I've started, I... Um, have learned to realize that policies need to be in place, especially with these classes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, because with classes, especially, it's a little, I feel like it's a little easier when you do wholesaling because you have your wholesale price. Um, and right now, I still operate without any minimums um, for wholesale goods. Uh, I still will operate within any uh, order realm, but my price is pretty firm. Um, when I went into my first store, I was at a price of $10 and I was charging 50, 50 wholesale. So I, I was 
getting $5 of that $10. And my price point, I think to make a candle back then was like 432 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just so grateful that someone wanted to carry <laughs> um, my candles that I, I said, right. yes. Right. Uh, and then I had to kind of delve into the realm of, well, I need to charge more. How do I tell this store that I'm going to charge them more? And uh, am I going to stick to it or am I going to back off when they give me, you know, a little bit of pushback? Um, and they kind of said, well, you know, you're going to be selling less, but making the same. And I said, yeah, <laughs> um, that's kind of what I what I need to do because I'm making zero money and I'm not allotting for any of right. my time and I'm barely covering my goods. Um, right. So as far as creating policies of wholesaling, I'm pretty set on that now, but it definitely took a learning curve. Um, and I was afraid to say no, only because I didn't want to hear, well, thanks for doing business, but, you know, we bid you farewell. Right. Um, Are you comfortable with sharing kind of like what that model looks like now? And you can, I'm sorry that I'm like throwing you this curveball, but I think for a lot of makers, it's hard to know where their price point should be and if they're kind of considering the wholesale avenue maybe they don't know what that looks like and you can totally say no. yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh no i literally <laughs> I, if i could help someone uh, uh although i will preface i'm not the end all be all <laughs> um, right i'm just one case and i'm like i said creative mind not numbers numbers guy but um uh yeah so i basically so right now i'm at a price point of of $16 for uh, my eight ounce candles. Like I said, I started off at 10, I moved up to 12. Um, and then now I'm up to 16. Um, I still do sell on Etsy though. So I charge shipping on Etsy. Um, although right now with uh, coronavirus, I just hear uh, Cardi B saying it in my in the back of my brain. <laughs> um, but every time I say the word, but um with uh, shipping, so I will keep it at 16 and I offer it in a box, uh, which has a uh, wax seal on the inside. It's a whole unboxing thing, but you're paying for shipping. Cool. So you're paying, you know, to ship it across the street, you're paying almost $6. Um, right. And that's all dictated basically by USPS. Um, and, uh, but whenever I do it in the stores, it'll be in the jar for 16 because you're not paying for shipping or anything like that. And you're ordering wholesale. I'm only making 50% of that because I do 50, 50 wholesale. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the businesses that I partner with, uh, that's the expectation. Like they don't um, battle lash at it. That's what the, most of their collaborators do. So that's kind of how I learned to get to that point. Um, whenever I do offer it boxed in the store uh, because it is extra materials and you're not paying for shipping, um, when you're paying it for on Etsy, it'll be about $22, but in the store it's 20. So I do 20 and then 50, 50 wholesale from there. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. And it, it makes sense. Uh, and you know, one day, uh, we'll see what happens with price points. Um, I'm still not really allotting all of my time in there because I do, I touch everything. I've never had anyone else make a single candle of mine. I've made every single candle that has ever, um, been sold. <laughs> so, uh, and I label everything. I wick everything. I don't have a single employee. Uh, my mom helped out once and it did not, oh, and it did not go well. Um, oh, no. she <laughs> melted my heat gun and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and so no one has ever touched a candle since then. That was uh, it. You were no, I mean, it wasn't really, 
it, but she was visiting for the weekend and she helped and that's what happened. So, <laughs> but actually, so Louise, it's interesting that we were just talking about her because Louise is part of our maker group on Facebook and she posted this like calculation table. Louise is a numbers person and she posted this as a reference where she calculated her like her cost and she had it down to like the minute of time that she'd be working on something, what that product should then be priced at. So she's definitely a really good reference. We need to get Louise on our podcast too. I feel like as a follow-up. To talking to oh Andrew, my gosh. Yeah. Because not only, She'll have answers. Not only from like considering products, but also just the different perspectives of, you know, having her be able to talk. She has, she's been doing this for so long and knows her products so well that she can tell you exactly how much something would cost based on this calculation. And she shared the table on our Facebook group. I don't know that the cost is the same across the board for every maker, but it gives you an idea of what your markup should be based on your time. Totally. Time is something that I, I know this is one of your questions too, and it's so hard to answer for me only because my time is so spread thin up until, <clears throat> up until uh, this whole thing, I had six other jobs. So I, I wow. have been, and I'm now in eight stores and uh, doing online orders. So it's like, Busy. I, yeah, so, but, so I fit it in and the passion is worth it for me. Um, and it makes me happy at the end of the day to, to give it to someone else. Um, so it's totally and completely worth it. However, I think it'd be very interesting to know how much time I actually spend on it because material goods, I've worked that all out, but Time mm -hmm. is definitely something that is very hard uh, for me personally to divvy up only because I have so many different hats, as do you, I'm sure, you know. Of course, of course. Yeah, we were going to ask you a little bit about how much time you spend on your business versus other areas of your life to maintain the balance. But I think you've made that pretty clear. You know, you've kind of done your thing. You've had six different jobs. We're in this total state of global crisis uncertainty let's be positive it's uncertain <laughs> you know it's gonna it's not crazy it's, it's wild it's, it's wild remember well, it's wild, it's wild yes times. it is wild times and it's gonna get better i mean we just won't use the word crisis because that feels very doom and gloom but <laughs> you know so you know time is time is flexible i guess in this you know maybe at some points you're spending more time on your product than your day job and other times you're spending more time on your day job than your product and and that's okay. I think it's okay to be fluid. And right now we're all just kind of in survival mode where, you know, maybe you haven't washed the dishes in a week, but it's fine because you're just trying to focus on everything else. That's <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway. And for me, I feel like with, with little batch, uh, it all balances out in the end because it's um, especially with classes and things and, you know, all these wholesale orders and stuff. It's once, uh, once you put in the time of, of testing and coming up with formulas, it's easy from there. You know, it, it's really, so you're putting in the time uh, sometimes on the front end, other times just in production. Um, like right now I have two different custom candles, one burning in my bathroom and one burning in my kitchen that I'm testing right now uh, for upcoming collaborations. And so, cool. which are very exciting if, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But, um, and so now I've, I've kind of put in the front end of those. And I, I think that I'm honing down in on what those fragrances are going to be, which takes time. But once those are done, making the candles doesn't take all that much time. Um, but, you know, once, once you, um, 
factor in, uh, you know, I run my own website, which I never, <laughs> I uh, do everything myself. I've never hired a graphic artist or anything like that. So it's like, that's impressive. Oh, I don't know. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I make everything in Canva. It's like, so I, and then I just transport it and I, I, you know, I, I just uh, updated my website today because sometimes those things get lost because I'm doing other things. So time yeah. is definitely. But even, even sitting down to do like Canva, I feel like that's a chunk of time for me because I'm not a graphic designer. If I sit down with, I use, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It's like Canva. Oh my, I don't remember the name of the program. I guess that's fine. I'll I'll think about it and we'll put it in the it show notes. It shows how much of I'll a <laughs> you're, you're on it every day. <laughs> I'm, such, I'm, so, I'm so not a graphic designer. That oh, me neither. <laughs> when, for me, when I sit down or like even when I'm trying to put things in buffer and schedule posts and everything, like for me, it takes a big chunk of time to sit down and kind of plan all that stuff out. Yeah, like well, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm very lucky that I, so this business is mine, but I have a lot of, of support network um, that I bounce things off of. So it's like, I am a one man band because I, I do everything myself, but I, I'm mm. not one opinion. And, and that's the only way that I get an honest opinion. You know, whenever I rebrand it, it's like, because um, it was just building it in Canva. Um, and I, I had a lot of sound with dollhouses. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I if you go back, don't, no one go back and look at my Instagram because um, it's just shameful. It's shameful. <laughs> I want to go back and look now. I, but honestly, I've looked at, I've stalked your Instagram page, and I don't remember anything off the top of my head. So it must be pretty Good, far back. You go back. I mean, we'll I will to, tell we'll you this. So old Don Juan's used to come with a mustache inside the box. Oh my gosh, that's kind of funny. I, well, and so it, like with a, it, they were direct from the dollar store, and every single Don Juan used to come with one that you could just take the backing off and put on your face. Um, so that's that's the kind of <laughs> shtick that I used to do, like when right. I thought I needed to be quirky. Um, <laughs> super interesting. But it's it's all an evolving process. I mean, I don't think there's there's not like a guidebook that tells you point a to point b everything is a learning process and you learn what works and what doesn't well yeah you have to and be malleable just... you, you have to be yeah. able to you know to ebb and flow otherwise as a small business especially it's like you're 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 not going to be able to to stick around i feel like if you can't a have a little fun with it because like you have to <laughs> otherwise it's it's going to be too too much to handle but b you have to um kind of i don't know realize what the need is and, and how you're fitting it. So, so where is little batch going in the next five years? Do you have a plan for the future or is it going to be a lot more of the same um, because you've built such a organic uh, foundation? Yeah. Um, I don't have a definite plan um, only because my life as I'm uh, kind of moving out of performing life, um, I, my own life doesn't have a set structure, um, <laughs> which I'm currently craving. So hopefully yeah. I will have X, Y, and Z into place where Little Batch can be a uh, kind of a more structured, um, you know, uh, process or production. Um, uh, I would love to have that. Um, I, I, I mean, I, now I'm stuttering because now I'm like, uh, what? But, uh, <laughs> 
I, uh, you know, my goal this year was to get into 10 stores and uh, I doubled basically. Um, I was in what, four as of December and now I'm in eight uh, in, and in okay. talks of two more. Yeah. So that was the goal for this year. Um, kind of hard to think out to five years when I'm uh, still figuring out the other six jobs and how to, con- how to condense those six into one and then watch out because little batch will really I'll have those numbers for you so <laughs> yeah but don't get too cocky because here's this pandemic coming along what? I haven't heard of it I haven't heard we of don't it. use the p word <laughs> I have not heard of it so here's another numbers question for you that I've been thinking about whoa I don't, this is not in the script how many candles do you, how many different fragrances do you have? Uh, right now, it all depends on, well, in my line, I have 24. Um, I just released my last uh, one. Do you really have 24? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I just released my spring fragrance, which is called Sweet, uh, S-U-I-T-E, Sweet Serenity. Oh, no. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. What does that smell like? <laughs> uh, sweet Serenity, which is really great. It's, it's lavender, eucalyptus, a little grapefruit. Um, so it's very calming, but also a little like burst of citrus in there. So it's very springy. Um, but then when you include, uh, my other customs, I think I have four other customs. So like 28. And then if you look back in the ages, I used to offer like caramel popcorn and stuff like that, which I don't anymore. (laughs) So I, I used to have this, um, fragrance called Brashful. I don't know why. Whoa. I started to invent words back in the day. Um, (laughs) And, and the R of Brashful was in parentheses because I thought it was very clever. And yeah. uh, it was a mixture of being brash and bashful. <laughs> oh, so if you look okay. at the old fragrances, I think I probably have like eight old fragrances that I don't even offer anymore. I used to have like frozen margarita and brashful and caramel Ooh. popcorn and stuff like that. <laughs> They're limited edition, so we want you to like email us if you own one of those. <laughs> well, oh, my, frozen margarita. I used to tie dye in colors. Wow. Yeah, I used to literally. It was tie dyed in neon yellow and green. <laughs> wow. Okay. So vintage. But I had I had someone in Bordentown order it like a couple months ago because I think I I still at that time had them discounted because i still have some of the fragrance left over and i think she she's like it's my favorite i was like oh, okay <laughs> so maybe you could just make it but without the tie dye because i feel like you'd make that much more of a profit <laughs> just by not spending your time oh well I, yes and i don't you know i don't color anything anymore but yeah um yeah super interesting yeah i i once did the um i used to hand paint if you go really go back on my instagram i used to hand paint the tops of candles in wax oh my god so I did the national tour of the Lion King and I painted Simba on all of them. And what? <laughs> yes. And that's when I realized this is not going to happen anymore. Um, and I, I did it just like the playbill. Um, and uh, yeah, it was very intense. I used to do like, we've like, been learning a lot. Wait, so any fragrance candle would have a Simba on it? Well, no. So she ordered uh, all of them custom. And I shipped them out to Schenectady where they were opening up the tour and, and okay. um, everyone got theirs. And I did custom labels, which I wrote on. It was called, the candle was called Circle of Life. And I had a custom custom Aww. quote from her. And I think I offered them at like $9 a pop because she ordered in, wow. at that time she ordered in bulk and I hand painted all of them. 
Oh my God, you were not sleeping. No, not at all. <laughs> I did a custom friends candles once where I, I painted the holiday armadillo on top of one. And then I, I painted the picture frame, the yellow picture frame, uh, and I dyed the entire background purple. Um, yeah, I used to do some weird things with candles. <laughs> but you have that experience now. Yes, and now I can say no. <laughs> yeah. You can you can definitely recognize what's the most efficient use of your time. Yeah, talk about time then. It was like me at 3 a.m. with a shaky hand painting Sim Simba. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of growing. Totally. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy we got a chance to talk to you. I miss you. And I feel like this made me realize that I really miss you. So oh, I, You two are literally the best. I tell every single market that I go to. I mean, I even... Um, uh, was in Bryant Park uh, talking to vendors, and I was like, "Oh, do you know Kim? Yeah. Uh, because people <laughs> like by first well, name, people like um, what are you talking about? Like my about? friend from from uh, uh, the oil well. Uh, she yeah yeah stuff. Yeah, and I was uh, I was telling her because we would we would chat when we were at Bryant Park. She's like, "Oh, I have my first show with them coming up. How are they?" I was like, "Oh my god, they're amazing." <laughs> I love her so much. You know, she's, so it's like so even creative. in New York City, we all know you and and. I think just the world of you two. I really do. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Well, You're so sweet. <laughs> well, and I'm sorry that sweet. I talk so much. And I'm just, you know me, I'm a talker. No, I love that you're a talker because I'm also a talker. I'm such an extrovert and in such a weird time like this where I'm not allowed to talk to people. Like you have to like not. I went over across the street the other day. Okay, so long story short, I found a cat in the street the oh, other no. day. And he looked pretty like, pretty much like a somebody's cat from their house. It was definitely a domestic cat. And I, I know that the person across the street has like an indoor outdoor cat. So I just like picked up this cat and I walked over and I rang the bell and I'm like, is this your cat? And like the guy came out, he's like, no, that's not my cat. And then I shook his hand and then I walked away and I was like, oh my God, he probably thinks I'm a nut job. And everyone is wild with coronavirus. Like thinking this is just, everyone has it. And here I am like, let me shake your hand. Is this your cat? Let like, me just give like you a cat and person. shake your hand. Yeah. <laughs> But if you have friends who are extroverts, like check on them because we are not okay right now. This is a weird, weird. Oh, the, time. the group FaceTime is real. That's for sure. I'm also just happy that I didn't have to be on. I've been on FaceTime for the past like four days. I'm just happy to not have to look at myself as I'm talking to someone else today. <laughs> so true. So Andrew, where can people find you online? Oh uh, yeah, so you can find me at littlebatchcandleco.com. Uh, and that will connect you to basically everything. Uh, as far as social media goes, I have not gone down the TikTok rabbit hole yet, but- um, Oh my God, you should though. It'll happen. I'm afraid. Now. I'm afraid, especially with all the time I have. <laughs> You'd be good on that. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be some like delirium TikTok. Well, yeah, people not will be afraid to be reaching out like Andrew, what's going on? Um, We're concerned. <laughs> But yeah, uh, littlebatchcandleco.com, that'll direct you to everything. And then uh, Instagram is is kind of where I primarily uh, operate out of. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for speaking. Oh, my us. gosh. Thank, you, so thank you for having me. We loved having you. Thanks. All right. Bye. Hey, and thanks for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Market Space Vendor Events on Instagram at Market Space Vendor Events, or shoot us an email podcast at marketspacevendorevents.com. You can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. 
please rate and review us so other people can find this podcast. We're really good in the car, on your commute, in bed, while you're having breakfast. On the in treadmill. In the shower. Where <laughs> on else? the train. Eating cereal. <laughs> Not eating cereal. That all covers of, it. All the places. Thank you again for listening to <laughs> Business Handmade.